Want to hear a Frank Sinatra story from somebody who knew him? A story about an iconic former president's family from somebody who knew him? A story from a nationally known radio star that you'll never forget? Guess what? You're in luck. Minutia Man is up next. But first, listen to this other fine old pie show. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to free kicks with adam and rick and that's on the radio misfits podcast network free kicks a tony lasano podcast an opi show on the radio misfits podcast network great talk radio isn't dead it just moved to a better place radiomisfits.com the following is a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network this is minutia Minutia man with rick and dave Uh, hey listen dave's not right in the studio with me right now but he will be part of this show uh i'm in ireland right now I'll, i'll probably come back someday that's the plan anyway but after doing 500 Opie shows for the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. I needed a little break. Before I left, I put this show together for you. These are these are all segments that would have been in our studio walls feature if I were here uh, for May, early June, and we had hundreds of things, hundreds of things to pick from. And I asked Dave to pick out five. All right, so let's let's get to those. Uh, back in the uh, late '80s and early '90s, I, I worked at the Loop. And uh, it was called WLUP, The Loop in Chicago. And every now and then, we get a chance to catch up with some of the talented folks that I worked with, uh, including my old colleague and Partridge family member, Danny Bonaducci. Now, Danny, if you've been following the news, uh, has been in the news recently because of health problems. Um, they're, they're not being coy. They just don't know what it is that uh, he's suffering from. Um, but it's bad enough for him to have a leave of absence. He has left his radio show in Seattle. Um, and so, you know, it got me thinking that we want to go back and listen to our Danny interview. Um, Danny is one of the most entertaining guys I've ever met in my life. And we shared uh, some time talking about his favorite memories of working at The Loop. And here's our here's a few of them. You should talk to your friend Larry Work because he's working on a documentary about the Loop. I heard that, and I almost certainly be there to do. You know, the uh, the Loop is the one that started it all. And you know, I've had to scale back every day because the Loop was just so weird, and I was just so weird. Uh, I remember uh, I was with Jonathan Brandmeier one of my first days on the radio, and we had a, a broadcast around at some bar or some such thing, and people just came up and kept giving me drugs all night, and I kept taking them. He goes. <laughs> Grandma goes, are you going to die? And I said, not tonight. You know, can you tell Dave the story of the time you took uh, Johnny B in the uh, in the car? Oh, my God. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite all time radio stories. Man, I used to be a maniac. It was so cool. Um, I used to do this this bit. And what's his name? That English late night talk show stole it from me. I did it. It was called karaoke. Yes. And here was the game. Uh You'd get in my car at the top of an eight foot spiral uh, parking ramp. And I would go as fast as I could down to, down the spiral. And if you didn't <laughs> scream, you won. 
So it was really cool, and I did it, and everybody screamed, all the people. Jonathan Brandmeier calls me and says, I can do it. And I said, no, you can't. He said, yeah, I can do it. I'll put you in the car, and I'll, uh, I won't scream. And I said, okay. We're, we're on the air, by the way. We're holding the mic, and uh, we get in the car, and I start to go, and I go fast, but not fast enough to make him scream. He's under the impression he's going to win because we're getting down to the last round. And we come around this corner, I'm going really fast, and there's a lady with a baby carriage, which I run over, <laughs> and Bramire screamed like a little girl, and that was my wife, and it was a doll in the carriage. Oh. <laughs> This is one that of, is genius. That could that be is my genius. favorite radio bit that I ever heard in my entire life. It was so it was, freaking funny. It was funny. great. Although, we had another one on the group called Pick It Up With Your Butt, and I put a bunch of different <laughs> things around the radio station. People try and pick it up with their butt, and the person that got the most stuff won. <laughs> uh, you that know, was when radio was radio. <laughs> That's... Danny Bonaducci, get well soon, Danny. Uh, we're, we are, are thinking about you here in Chicago, as we always are. Uh, May 24th is Tommy Chong's birthday. Now, during the pandemic, D- Dave and I had a chance to chat with the comedy legend. And uh, tell you the truth, we couldn't even get him off the phone. He he uh, it was just having a great time. It was a fun exercise of stream of consciousness and political incorrectness. And mean really incorrectness. You'll hear this in a moment here. Um, one time the subject turned to jail. And before we knew it, we were hearing a story about a former president and his family that you're not likely to forget. Would you like to hear it? Uh, here it is. Uh, I will find it for you right here. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, Patty Davis, remember uh, Ronnie? Uh, Reagan's daughter? Reagan's daughter, Patty. Yeah. Uh, she was a good friend of mine. You know, we used to work out at the gym together, uh, at the Gold's Gym. And uh, we had chat, you know. And then one day, uh, I came and uh, I just seen a movie called Caliglia. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. <laughs> and, and and she said, "How'd you like it?" I said, ah, "Way too faggy for me." <laughs> <laughs> and and she says, "Oh, how could you say that? Don't you know who my brother is?" Uh, yeah, oh. the little bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm Tommy Chong. I can say anything I want. Have you heard my albums? Well, well that was bef- that was that was years ago. You know, so, so I, so so I got the idea that you know she didn't like uh, me to be disparaging gays. Huh. But then when I got uh, ready to go to jail, you know, so my lawyer says, uh, you know, get some celebrities, you know that. We'll, we'll write letters for you saying that you shouldn't be incarcerated. And so I, I thought of Patty. I know she's great. You know, Reagan, you know, so yeah. I contacted her and she sent me a letter that says, I know Tommy Chong, period. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't include that in the file, did you? <laughs> we actually, actually, it didn't matter, you know, because it was all preordained. It didn't matter. I, I could have had the Pope speak up for me and I would have been put in jail, you know, with the Pope. You know? <laughs> That's funny. So, you know, we mentioned your albums. Oh, yeah. You know, if you want to, I should mention this. If you want to go and listen to some of these old interviews, there we have over a hundred of them at Minutia Men Celebrity Interview that you can check out. We feature little clips of these every now and then on our regular show, Minutia Men. Um, but uh, the interview show is all interviews, and there's lots of good ones. If you'd like to review the show, we certainly would appreciate that because that helps us uh, move up the rankings. Uh, we got this very nice review from All Kind of No Good at Apple. 
It says, great host chemistry, witty banter, and fun and engaging guests make for a perfect podcast for your drive to or from work. If you're looking for that classic talk radio flavor in podcast form, subscribe today. That's very nice. It's like a like an ad written for us. If you like Minutia Men or Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, be sure to check out some of the other great programs on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, you can pick out your favorite new show at opishows.com. Remember, opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Well, we've still got more show to come. Uh, we're going to dip into the world of Frank Sinatra. We'll uh, find out uh, Tony Curtis, a Tony Curtis story. You're not going to believe it. A Tony Curtis story. That's all coming up right after this. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and my co-host Luke Costable each week for the Car Guys Report. Informed Automotive, the podcast where two regular car guys talk about, what else? Cars. We'll tell you about what we've seen on the roads, what's happening in the industry, and share some great stories about our experiences in the automotive world over the past several decades we guarantee it'll be fun informative and entertaining it's the car guys report a tony lasano podcast an opi production on the radio misfits podcast network and we're back so uh tom Dreesen is somebody that i've known for many years uh, he appeared uh, quite often on the john landecker show as a guest um, and then when I found out that uh, Tom was going to be coming to Chicago, uh, we got him on this show as well. But it was a, it was kind of a special situation. This week happens to be the anniversary of Frank Sinatra's death. He died this week in uh, 1998. And... As you may know, Tom Dreesen was the opening act for Sinatra for many years. He even became a pallbearer at his funeral. And he created an entire show to pay tribute to Frank. And we asked him to come on our show and tell us a little bit about it. And here's what he said. 90-minute show that that I put together after Frank passed away. Because everywhere I went, people would say, tell me about Frank Sinatra. Tell me a Frank Sinatra story. Yeah. So I put together this 90-minute show, which is stand-up comedy. I mean, the theater goes dark, a screen comes out, and Dennis Farina, God rest his soul, yeah. narrates uh, my, about three minutes of my life and then with film. And then I come walking out, and I do stand-up comedy. And then I, after about 25 minutes of doing stand-up, I segue over to a bar that's on the stage where there's a bottle of Jack Daniels on the bar, which was Frank's drink of choice. Yeah, and he used and to do I, that, too. I, I saw him live once, and, and he would have a little bar up there sometimes and, and act yeah. out to scene at the bar, right? Right. And so what I did do there is I tell a funny story, and the audience laughs, and while they're laughing, the lights go out on stage, and on the screen, Frank starts singing. You see it. Uh, Frank in a video singing, it's quarter to three, there's no one in the place except you and me. You know, one for my baby. It's a saloon song. When he gets to the chorus, make it one for my baby and one more for the road. He He goes off screen and the spotlight hits me and I'm at a bar. And I've come home, and the audience is in a bar with me. Oh, wow. I'm getting chills. Them, yeah, this, this. I tell them the first time I heard that voice, I was eight years old, shining shoes in a bar in Harvey, Illinois, and he was on the jukebox. And then I take the audience from that little boy from Harvey, Illinois, hearing Sinatra on the jukebox in, in Harvey to one day carrying his coffin out of a church in Beverly Hills, California. Oh, my gosh. So wow. I take him on that journey, and while I'm telling stories, pictures are authenticating the stories I'm telling on the screen. You know, right. um, it's an audio video visual thing word pictures and and i have them laughing 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 but i take them to the funeral and i actually 
have them in tears, and then I turn right around and have them laughing again. Wow. And and I cl- close with a funny monologue, and then I toast them with a Jack Daniels and say, I wish for all of you what Frank Sinatra wished for you, the very last song that he ever sang, is that the best is yet to come. Wow. Good night, everybody. And when I say good night, then Frank's singing, the best is yet to come. You know, oh, my gosh. The theater. I got goosebumps. How can people? Yeah. Uh, so if you ever get a chance to see that show, uh, Tom Dreesen, uh doing his Sinatra tribute, we strongly recommend it. All right, this week would have also been Tony Curtis's birthday. Remember Tony Curtis, the great movie star? I uh, had my brush with uh, Tony back in the early 90s. Uh, he was doing a book signing in Chicago, and I went to uh, record an interview with him, and I found that I was the only one that showed up for the book signing. I had a nice chat with him. We talked about uh, it was the 30th anniversary of John F. Kennedy's assassination. We chatted about that. And I tried not to stare at his unbelievably terrible. I mean, the worst toupee you've ever seen in your life. Um, But, you know, he was a very nice man. And believe it or not, Dave and I even had a chance to talk to Tony Curtis on this show. Now, it's not the same Tony Curtis. Uh, let me give you some idea. This Curtis now goes by his first name, Bill. Uh, but uh, he tells a great story about his days as Tony Curtis. All right. I want to hear about a young disc jockey in Kansas from KTOP Radio named Tony Curtis. <laughs> wow. I know him. Uh, Radio One, <laughs> KTOP Radio One. Uh, we had a disc jockey known as uh, Professor J. Jasmo Bob, <laughs> professor of the College of Knowledge of Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> With the Sonoramic uh, uh, News Cruiser number one uh, <laughs> you know, driving throughout Topeka Color Channel. <laughs> God, I love it. What, what's the weather? <laughs> Tell us the weather. Right. You know, it was it was the days of Top 40 Radio. I don't even know that that's still around. Um, and, and they had all the teenagers, uh, you know, in town mm-hmm. listening. Hey, you were it's one of them. Of you were a teenager, yeah, too. Yeah. Right? It was 150,000 uh, people, the capital of Kansas, and they would pull into the drive-in and uh, be li- all listening to K-Top radio. And uh, I, I uh, was able to stand it for six months. <laughs> I, was, I was going to college at uh, the University of Kansas, uh, 30 miles away, and I would commute over. And But... It was almost uh, self-induced insanity <laughs> because you, you go into the room and the same records at the same time. Oh yeah! Uh, every day, yeah. I suppose if I'd put my mind to it, I could have been better. <laughs> but, are there uh, are finally, there still some songs that make you like uh, uh, you know break a into twitchy. a sweat? <laughs> yeah, when you hear. Well, yeah, all shook up. Uh, you know, Elvis Presley. Uh, uh, all right, and. This is interesting. I caught the uh, ears of the attention of my uh, daughter. Uh, when I was, you know, playing records, um, Elvis was brand new. Right. So we would wait for the latest record, and he'd bring out, uh, you know, starting with uh, what's the dog song? Yeah, yeah. Nothing but a hound dog? Or, yeah, yeah. Hound, hound dog. And, and But I remember uh, all shook up because I really liked that. And uh, the others have kind of passed on. 
into oblivion. <laughs> so, so why Tony Curtis? Was that was that obviously? I mean, to was he a star at that time? Tony Curtis, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. He was very big, and that's only half of it. It was Tony Curtis with a K. Yeah, Rick. Of course, totally different. And so, and it was not my idea. Oh, it, it was, wasn't. Uh, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, yeah, wasn't Landecker? Yeah, uh, you, you, you know John Records, Landecker? Records, yeah, of course. Uh, so he I, changed his name officially. Well, no, that was his, that's real, his name. real name. Records, he real, was really, really, he was really born with his mother's maiden name was Records, and that was his middle name. Oh, my God. But when he went to uh, Philadelphia... Uh, and he was a, a top 40 disc jockey, probably near the same era. They changed uh, his name to Scott Walker, <laughs> even though <laughs> even though records was his name. It truly he, was his middle name. And he was playing records. They changed his name to Scott Walker, <laughs> which I just thought is a very funny. Um, so tell us the significance of the phrase, for God's sake, take cover from those radio Ooh, days. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, it was my part-time job. I finally left the radio and went into the only TV station in town throughout uh, my college and then on to law school. So it was a great part-time job. And um, I graduated from law school and was studying for the bar. And uh, my friend uh, Tom Parmley, who was news director there at WIBW, um, asked me to fill in for the six o'clock news, so I happily left my tax review class, <laughs> review class, and uh, went out and, and did the six o'clock news. Weather, you know, is something to be worshipped uh, in farm country. Yeah. So everybody listened to it, and and it's a serious thing, uh, as it is here. But um, I did it, and at 6.30, they said, look, we have a cold front coming in from Manhattan to the west, about 60 miles away. Why don't you stay? We've had some uh, bad weather reported. So along about 7 o'clock, the general manager comes down, and he said, and and at the same time, we get uh, one of our cameramen on the southwest edge of the city calls in and says, I have a tornado on the ground. Oh well, it's, uh, that's a big deal, and of <laughs> yeah. course we didn't. You know, we didn't really believe it because uh, there was an Indian legend that said, "Oh, it will protect you uh, and the city," you know, because it'll cause the tornado to bounce up in the air. Oh. Well, um, general manager looked at me and said, "You're going to have to go on and at least give a warning." And so uh, I get ready to go on. The TV show was Lost in Space. Uh Sure. And uh, uh, so we break in at the beginning so we wouldn't leave uh, or lose audience, you know, later on. And uh, I was just ready to give the warning. And we get another call from... uh, the cameraman who said, uh, it's a big one. It's on the ground. It just wiped out the Huntington apartment complex. Uh, uh, there were 200 apartments there. What we did not know is this was an E5 before they even had a rating of E5s, four, three. And um, it was on the ground and headed to the university and hospitals and subdivisions and right toward the capital well so i went on and um i was 26 uh, uh broadcasters don't often 
find themselves in that position. And I said, uh, you know, for God's sake, take cover to shorten it. And um, those that phrase uh, stuck. And with the people, especially who were there, we were the only TV station in town. So it was a good one, CBS. So we um, everybody watched it and headed for the basement. Uh, this thing was on the ground for 12 miles right through the heart uh. of the capital of Kansas. Uh, we had, I think, a dozen dead. And, uh. and, but um, the TV station was credited with saving a lot of lives. So it means a lot. <clears throat> it's Bill Curtis. And, uh, you know, every time I see Lost in Space now, I think of Bill Curtis and that he had to hop in and well, people must have felt watching that uh, and, and ruining the let's face it ruining the episode of lost in space all right our last thing for this week this week is marks the 15th anniversary of my book severance coming out now, severance was a, a novel uh, i wrote a book before that called the radio producers handbook which is kind of my love letter to the radio business Severance was my dear John letter. It was it was telling the underbelly of what the broadcasting business is really like in a funny way. It's a satire. And we uh, produced a couple of commercials for it. I'll, I'll play those for you here. They're, they're really short, uh, just to give you an idea of what the book is about. What do you love about 24-hour cable television news? I love America-hating, anti-religious claptrap presented as news. I love pro-government propaganda and conservative talking point stenography presented as news. I'm not questioning your patriotism. I'm just saying you spit on the Constitution for sport. I'm not questioning your patriotism. I'm just saying you're on the side of the terrorists. I love when liberal pundits say the sky is falling and nobody looks up to see if it's still there or not. I love when conservative pundits blatantly call black white and nobody says... Um, that's actually black. I'm not questioning your integrity. I'm just saying everything you say is treason. I'm not questioning your integrity. I'm just saying that everything you say is a lie. But do you know what I love most of all? About the news and information provided. By 24-hour cable television news. The the Civil Civil Discourse. Discourse. A satirical novel about the mainstream broadcast media. Severance. Available at www.encpress.com. Kind of scary, isn't it? That still works uh, today. Here was the other one. What do you love about American radio? I love commercials. 30 minutes of commercials an hour makes us all better informed consumers. I love that my two programming choices are vanilla music and rabid foaming at the mouth talk. What's not to love about either one? I love that most radio stations have finally done the fiscally responsible thing and eliminated local news and information. I love hearing the same announcer saying the same thing in every town in America. It's bringing the country together. I love that radio stations sponsor every spoken word, including the time, the temperature, and the phone number. I love that music programmers have gotten rid of all that icky personality and flair. I love Red Meat Talk Radio. It raises my blood pressure in a way that can only be relieved by ambient-like music radio. The combination is medically perfect. A satirical novel about the mainstream broadcast media. Severance. Available at www.encpress.com. Not to be confused with the show that just came out called Severance, uh, which is something that still ticks me off a little bit. This one came out 15 years ago, and as you can hear... It's still pretty timely. All right. If you would like to uh, be part of this show, we would love to have you be part of the show. You can comment on our Minutia Men Instagram page, Minutia Men Official. 
Uh, we, if you'd like to contact us on Twitter, we're there at Minutiaman. You can email us minutiamanpodcast at gmail.com. You can check out our publishing company, EckhartsPress.com. Uh, there's a link to email us there. Follow along with 40 years of Rick and Dave. Go to my blog, rickenford.blogspot.com. There's also an email link there if you'd like to send something to me. So, uh, as I mentioned, going to take a little break. I'm going to Ireland with my lovely wife, and we're going to take our first actual vacation from this show. Um, so, please come back. We'll be back in, in June. In the meantime, special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And coming up in June, we'll be back for the beginning of our seventh season. Uh, uh, seventh season of Minutia The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? I'm Rick. I'm Dave. And we're the hosts of the Minutia Men Podcast. Rick is the former executive producer of two Hall of Fame radio shows. Dave is an out-of-the-box thinker, a guerrilla marketer, and former advertising agency. We've been friends for 40 years. I was the best man at Dave's wedding. Yeah, you were an okay man at best. Was that really necessary? Minutia Men and Old Pie Show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs>